Welcome to a finals edition of the WNBL show and we are going back to our OG. My former co-host is back again. Hi, <laughs> Tipsy. How many years ago was that? Yeah, I think it was. Out in Essendon. Yeah. 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 Yep. We were doing our own thing. And Copious amounts of notes. Oh, so many notes. And, and not enough time to get through them all. No. Boy, old Joey. Joey, yeah, Joey, Joey Pig. Joey Pig yeah, was, was, our, our was our producer. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. He has. Um, and we're back here, yep. reunited for finals, Timsey. And it feels so good. <laughs> anyway. Doing your own sound effects. <laughs> um, we've got plenty to get through today, uh, which yeah. is going to be awesome. Yep. So we're going to look ahead to the semifinal series. So we've got Southside and Melbourne Boomers Wednesday night, Townsville, Perth starting Thursday night. It's International Women's Day. On Wednesday, we're going to catch up with Cheryl Chambers, the head coach of the Southside Flyers. We're going to go through the awards. They were last night on Sunday. Mm. So we've got so so much to get into. Yeah, I'm going to be running a tight ship. Okay, today. Fair hopefully enough. not captain, the my t- captain. Hopefully not the Titanic, <laughs> but we'll see how we go. Probably the Titanic. It's been a while. <laughs> Let's quickly whip through the round 16 results. Mm. They did have some bearings on um, the final ladder placing. So Bendigo had a last ditch attempt to get fourth, but they lost to Townsville, who continue on their merry way. Uh, they finished up obviously minor premiers and had two games this weekend. But for Bendigo, they started the season 7-zip and didn't make the final four. Yeah, well, you know what, though? I mean, Kelsey Griffin going out so early was, well, midway through that season. You can see, by the way, she polled in the MVP votes how well she played prior to her injury and her not being able to come back, coupled with the fact that I think they – didn't have an import, which was very impressive that they went into the season without an import. And and I thought it was um, fantastic. It was the only club in the the league that didn't have an import and they were rolling. Admittedly, they did play what was to be the bottom teams at the start. But I think Kelsey going out was just just too big a loss for them on the back and not having any imports as well. Yeah. Huge loss in KG23, that's for sure. Uh, Perth began what is currently a big road trip for them, uh, we know that they are off to Townsville, but they had a date in Adelaide with the Lightning. They got over them by four points. So good for Perth to go in um, with a pair of wins ahead of the finals. But for Adelaide, it was a bit of an up and down season, but to come within four points of a finalist without Talbot and Borlase um, yeah. was a huge effort. So yeah, Nat Hurst and the crew would be happy with that, I think. Yeah, I don't know they'd be happy with their season, but they'd be happy with maybe the way it ended. But um Exciting time, exciting things coming out of Adelaide. Ball lays. I know we're going to speak about her a lot later, but boy, from the very first few games, she was somebody who's going to be special and I'm glad he, she got her just re- rewards that we'll talk about a bit later. And then Perth uh, headed to Canberra for their second game of the weekend. <laughs> just got over the caps. <laughs> yes. Um, Sammy Whitcomb, fantastic as she has been all season, but Shanice Swain, 33 points. She's been incredible. She's been a huge shining light for the Caps. Yeah, there's been a few. Obviously, Jade Melbourne as well. And, um, you know, little parts have come together nicely for them. They they obviously don't have the record on the board at the end of the season. But what struck me about that game was the crowd. Their last game, they got no hope of, um, of, you know, going anywhere. But they were loud, vibrant, and it just looked like a really good atmosphere in their last home game. They had their awards after the game on Saturday night and they actually awarded their sixth player of the year to the home crowd, which factor. was such a nice yep. touch. I think it was their biggest crowd of the season and the fact that they've come win-lose 
or over time. Yeah. <laughs> all, all season is yeah. a testament to that organisation. Um, congrats to Alex Bunton, who organised their domestic violence round, obviously. She is a victor of um, that horrible, horrible thing, and um, they did a great effort raising awareness yeah. and money for that game. Uh, Battle of one and two at the State Basketball Centre and Townsville continued on their mm. merry way, finishing the Boy, season with 12 me. straight wins. It yep. was convincing. Yeah. Um, yep. Defensively, very sound. Yeah, yeah. It was um, – I was a bit surprised. I mean, they're definitely on a roll. They're definitely a, a good team, but I was surprised by the scoreline and the way that the game played out. It was – yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it, because they couldn't – move on the ladder, but you want to go into finals Absolutely. with winning momentum. It's funny. I had a I, I had a chat with a coach about this, about, you know, last game doesn't mean anything. How do you play it? And I'm I'll, in my mind, I've got no doubt. I, I want to keep grinding away, want to get a win, be feeling good. I don't want to be resting my stars or anything like that. So it's really interesting that some coaches have that perspective of whether they want to rest their stars, have them fresh for the first semi um, on the Wednesday or go out and and play and, Mm. you know, get the warm and fuzzy feeling about getting a win under your belt or doing your best and ironing out some things. So it's an interesting mentality when you talk different coaches have different ways they like to go about that. No, Townsville player played more than 30 minutes, so they got some good minutes into everyone. Nicholson didn't play just on resting players. Perth um, rested Scherf and Ryan in their game against Canberra in saying that they are on the road Mm. for a long time. Mm. Um, But uh, congrats to Amy Rotschi, who did a superb job continuing the lifeline round legacy in Jenna O'Hay's honour at Southside. Yeah, that was great because for a while it just seemed like it was gone. Yeah. So I was so happy when I heard that and um, I know that Jenna O'Hay herself would be unbelievably impressed by the girls, you know, um, going out and having making sure that was uh, around in the WNBL, even though it wasn't um, given a league round. A league round, yeah. Yeah. No, the Flyers, led by Amy Rochi, did a great job. And then the Boomers finished their home and away campaign with a big win over Sydney, 40 points in the end. Uh, Tiff Mitchell, the star she has been for much of this season. I love me some Tiff Mitchell. She's just exciting to watch, as is my other favourite girl, Christy Wallace. I love watching you those two few. play. But I've got to say, I was at that game and I just thought that um, the first half was a struggle. I mean, it wasn't until the third quarter and that, that Boomers really, really got on top of them, was convincing. And Sydney sort of just, they ran out of legs. They came down with eight players and their tongues were on the floor. But, you know, Keely Froling was was fabulous. She, you know, was causing a lot of issues for the Boomers in the in the fir- first half. But, um, you know, the Boomers got it together and and absolutely demolished them in the second half and probably not the way and probably not deservedly the way that uh, Sydney uh, should have went or finished the end of the season, season. you know, because I thought Shelley Gorman's done a fantastic job and the girls rallied after in the face of adversity with everything that's gone on, playing some good hoop and it was just a pity it sort of pitted out to that with their two stars, you know, not playing in Mangakai and um, help me. Um, Willoughby. Willoughby. Import, yeah. So that that was like, I know a lot of people in the crowd, they came specially to see those two play. Yeah. So it was really disappointing that they were injured and couldn't play the game. Yeah, especially considering 
um, the 2023, um, you know, from January to now that Tiana's had, um, and and with Keely, those three have been the Flames' best players. But Keely Froling, um, her 150th WNBL game, I couldn't have more respect for Keely the way she's conducted herself as a young captain of that team this year. Had a double double on Sunday, and she's yeah. had a lot of those this oh, year. Look, she's so been, she's well been fantastic. Yeah, really well done. Really opened my eyes about her, and she's really had. Well, you know what? I want to say a good back half of the season, but she was actually playing well, you know, early on as well. She but was. I really noticed it um, since the whole Shane Hill thing happened yeah. and the changeover of coaches that she really stepped up and um, really may- maybe took on that leadership role even more, even though she was captain, it was even more so, mm. you know. so Galvanising the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she did a terrific job and, and, and congratulations to her for getting a berth in the Opal squad. Yeah. Well deserved, yeah. that's for sure. So that was round 16, the final regular round of the season. And after that came the awards night, which was great um, on Sunday night. Let's go through the awards now. We'll start with the Community Award, um, the Signet Community Award for the first time. Uh, this was inspired um, by Jenna O'Hay and her work with Lifeline. And the winner was Steph Reed, and she was a deserved winner. Tell me, tell me, winner. tell me, why, why, why? Well, she does a lot, but she um, is involved with the Brighter Lives Townsville Hospital charity. She does a lot with them, but she also does an incredible amount of work with the youth justice um, in Townsville and encouraging those girls and working with them and getting them interested in basketball. Um, I couldn't speak. I know you love Steph Reid, but I couldn't speak higher enough of her – probably more so off the court and the person and role model she is than the outstanding player she is on the court. She actually said to me at the start of the season when they announced this award and that it was inspired by Jenna, that one of her goals this season was to win it. Wow. So um, congratulations, Steph. Yeah, that's fantastic. I don't know Steph that well. I mean, I love her game and um, I was privileged to be part of handing over her first jersey for the Opals, but she seems like a real quality person, which you've just outlined there off the court as well. So And just – you know, that's something that I'm really proud of all the WNBL players, actually. But, you know, when I think of Steph and people like Christy Wallace and that, they do such a terrific job, LJ, with the fans. Mm. And Steph Reed definitely does that as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Robin Marr Defensive Player of the oh, Year. Yeah. And Robin was there to present it, which was wonderful. Unfortunately, nine-time winner Emily McInerney couldn't make it. She was seated next to me, so I was looking forward to seeing Macca. Um, But she's as much a legend yeah. in, in defensive terms. And that went to Steph Talbot. And that's certainly not the first time she's won it, but some great news for Stelbert after, obviously. Stelbert or Talbot? Stelbert. 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 You're putting words together. Yeah, <laughs> After, uh, obviously, yeah. she had surgery last week on that ACL, which has been terrible news, but Shocking news, especially, you know, getting ready to change WNBA clubs and, you know, starting again with a a new franchise. That was going to be very exciting. But, um, yeah, no, fantastic. We all know Steph's a real quality defender. Um, We're really fortunate in the Opals to have Steph really lead the way defensively and watching the WNBL this season – We've got a few more that can are going to be able to carry some load, and you know, oh, got to stop hitting that. But you mentioned Steph Reed, like she. Oh, I'm going to put this a nice way. She's a dog. Like she's just like, you know, being a point guard. She reminds me of Debbie Black, up in your grill, up in your face. Like, and that's the worst thing. That sort of constant pressure that she can provide um, on a player and sustain it for 40 minutes, or I don't know how many minutes we play these days. Anyway, 40 minutes a game is. Um, is fantastic and gonna, you know, um, add to if she makes the opals, um, add oh. to the opals defensively as well. Huge. Like another great defender um, in our WNBL. So yeah. congratulations, Steph Talbot. 
One of the other great stories of this season and on the night was Izzy Borlace from the Adelaide Lightning. She was six woman of the year and she also was awarded the Betty Watson Breakout Player of the Year. Um, dressed beautifully. Except, well, that's important. Yeah, yeah. no, but just, yeah, you know, yeah. young 18-year-old, yeah, 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 yeah. dressed yeah. beautifully, spoke equally, mm. you know, beautifully as well, very articulate. And say it, who said it early? You said that she was going to be something special early? You did. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Come on. But is it another nah, wonderful yeah, story yeah, and, yeah, and part fantastic. of the Opal Squad as well? We'll absolutely, go to her first camp. Absolutely excited for this kid. She's um, I had never heard of her until this season. And to just look at her body shape, those shoulders, she's she's built to be a hooper and um and her game was just I just love the way she sliced and diced with no fear and you know, it was so exciting to watch and really happy to see you win this award. So composed yep. for an 18-year-old. Uh, Coach of the Year for the third time and second time in three years from the Townsville Fire, Shannon Seabom. One of my favourite awards yeah, of the night. Too. I thought he was so yeah. deserving. Yeah, I'm a huge Shannon Seabom fan. Fan. He's, you know, chasing Tom Mars. What, Tom's got five, five I think. Yep. So he's trying to chase Tommy Mar <laughs> down. But uh, no, nah, he's just, speak of quality people yeah. off the court, you know, he's a great guy off the court. I love the way he coaches. I love the way he has uh, his players willing to run through a brick for, mm. wall for him. And not all coaches have that. You can be a good coach. But for me, I find the, the great coaches I've had are the ones that, you know, they speak and you just want to run through that wall. And for me, Tommy Ma was that. And obviously Shannon has that quality about him. He has the ability to get his team to buy in and become so tight and they'll do anything for him. And and I loved actually watching the, um, the very end of the game against Sydney, which Poor old Flame should have won that. I thought they had it. I was doing a little happy dance with Sydney. And then um, Willoughby, Hawkins. Um, Hawkins, shot that, you know, wow. little baby hook over a defender. And then she ran off the court and ran straight to yeah. Shannon. And so for me that sp- spoke volumes um, to what impact he has amongst his team. But he's definitely, you know, we speak about – future Opals coaches and and for me he's you know um has to be considered as one of the next you know coaches possibly in line for that job down the track somewhere and then the big one Timsy the mm. Susie Batkovic medal went to Kayla George from the Melbourne Boomers great recognition for an unbelievably consistent campaign yeah oh, fantastic Fa- look I think this is the her best basketball at times this year that I've seen her play in her career um and you know I going into this I was thinking, oh, who's going to win? And I thought that, you know, everyone thought Kayla, Tiff, and there was a, there was a, you know, a number of names. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, Tiff and Kayla are going to take votes for themselves. So I wasn't sure, but to hear that she won, uh, be announced as the uh, Susie Batkovich MVP was absolutely fantastic. She's had an a stellar um, WNBL season this year, and she, you know, leadership hitting big shots, bringing that new group together because let's face it, it's it's a fairly they've they've got a lot of moving pieces in that team and the way it's shifted around dynamically throughout the season takes good leadership to hold that all together and I think she's done a fantastic job playing her best hoop and you know deserves this MVP honor especially when they lost Tess, you know, mm, for the season yeah, to be able to yeah. step up in a leadership mate, yeah. yeah, in a leadership term um of that was fantastic um in accepting the award you know she mentioned Susie um that I think her first Opals camp 
as a, a teenager, um, Susie was guarding her and she she nearly ran ran away because she was so scared <laughs> of Susie. But obviously they played in three championships together yeah. at Townsville. So um, a very deserving winner. Well done um, to Kayla. And, and she joins um, a very illustrious list of, of bullying boomers, Melbourne boomers that have won that. Obviously um, Katrina Hibbert won it twice. Holly Grimer won it. Um, Liz was the last boomers. Debbie MVP De- Debbie Slimmon. Um, it's an incredible list that that she joins, not only in terms of boomers winners, but obviously across the league. So you know, it's quite an incredible twelve months she's had from the bronze medal onwards has been huge for Kayla George, and now going heading to the WNBA yep. back again. It's a uh, it's really exciting for her. I'm really yeah, happy for her. A terrific story. Yeah, yeah it that's really for is. sure. And new baby as well. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Ele- you know, one of the eleven mums in the league, and Pearl was there um, yeah. last night, as, sh- as she always is. With, with she Kayla. burst in tears after the way that the t- table erupted, oh, it led was by great Tess Magin. It was great. It? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. of course because. Um, Kayla Thornton came second, so it was that sort of Kayla, you know, that oh, suspense, yeah, right. which Kayla yeah, yeah. is it. So, so the top five uh-huh. was uh, Annalee Maley, Sammy Whitcomb, Tiana Hawkins, Kayla Thornton, Kayla George, a great mix of local talent but also imports, first-year imports, mind you, mm. that have come in and had an immediate impact well, at Townsville yeah. and Southside. Speaking of imports, I've got to say, oh, at the start I was thinking, geez, the um, the quality of imports we've got this season is pretty nowhere near like the year before. But as the season's evolved, they've really, um, like Thornton from um, Southside, yep. she came on and, and straight away it was like, wow, like, dynamic I think it was, I think it was the first play of the game against yeah, Adelaide in round one. this kid's a real deal. Yep. But watching some of the other imports, it took them a while, mm. I felt, this season to find their feet and then to suddenly say, oh, wow, there's actually some really good imports mm-hmm. in, in, in this um, WNBL season now. I spoke to Shannon um, pre-season about imports because – you know, oh, I do like Samuel though. Yeah, Samuelson yeah, could be Samuelson. my favourite yeah. favourite player in the league. But he he looked for experience, and that yeah. and you know they had um, they had imports last year that probably didn't reach the potential that they wanted. They don't come much more experienced than Tiana Hawkins mm. um, at Washington, mm. and then Samuelson is just internationally, you know, she was just great, primed. especially early on for them. She was so really solid. They've been yeah. fantastic. We yeah. spoke about Willoughby at Sydney. She's been solid for them. I think Ray Burrell, you know, had a good good season for Canberra. Obviously, they only won a couple of games, but really consistent. The um, one that I had to do the big turnaround with was Robbie Ryan. Now, admittedly, she was in the SBL, but when she, at the start of the season, was like, good Lord, what's, what's happening here? You know, like, is, you know is this going to be an area that they're going to ha- struggle with? But, boy, that kid really, the back half of her season has been phenomenal and she's really, you know, become a real important piece of that Perth Lynx um, outfit, which I know we're, we're going to touch on shortly and I'll probably ruin that. No, no, anyway. not at all. But it's a terrific story because, you know, we we don't forget that Sammy Whitcomb came from the State League. She actually mm. couldn't get a contract with true the that, Western true Waves. That, true that. And who coached her at the State League? Ryan Petrick. Mm. So um, you're right because I think round one, and we've spoken about it on the show before, she was pickpocketed by Wally in the first play of the, the season. Oh, it was more than round one. It went pretty deep. And then suddenly, I think after Christmas, suddenly she just turned the corner. Mm. And I must admit, I reckon she got herself into a bit better shape too. 
Like her basketball shape is really good now. And I don't know it was quite that at the start. But it's it's a hard import role to fill when you had Jackie Young and Marina Mabry the know, previous the, season. Well, so. And that's what makes Perth's season so impressive, I oh, reckon. And we'll talk about hold, okay, hold, okay. hold fire, Timsy, because no, we'll talk about I, that in I, the preview. But okay. it's been incredible. Sorry, let's quickly finish up. You, no, no, that's all right. Qu- let's quickly finish up um, with uh, our awards wrap and we'll look at the all-star, mm. the all-WNBL team, starting with the second team. So the team was Lauren Scherf from the Perth Lynx, Steph Talbot from the Adelaide Lightning, Lauren Nicholson from Townsville Fire, Melbourne Boomers Tiff Mitchell and Jade Melbourne from the UC Caps, a real mix yeah. of young talent, um, consolidated talent and import talent. Yeah, well, there is an import rule though, so um, we can't forget that. I believe there's an imp- there's only so many imports allowed to be named in the All-Star 5. If Should I'm- there be? I don't think so. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's, you'd have to you know, do a fact check, but that's what somebody told me the other day, yeah. which sort of caught me by surprise. But um, I can't think of anyone else. Um, look, I can actually. And we can talk about both either. I think the only person I thought was unlucky not to fit somewhere, but I don't know who to take out mm-hmm. was Steph Reed. Steph Reed, yeah. 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 Probably Steph Reed and Chloe Bibby for me, but you can. You can have five all-WNBL teams. Um, With the amount of talent this season, (laughs) let's take a look at the all-WNBL first team. Kayla Thornton from the Southside Flyers, Christy Wallace and Kayla George, of course, from the Melbourne Boomers, Tiana Hawkins from the Townsville Fire and Perth Lynx, Sammy Wickham. I think it might have been the third or fourth um, all-WNBL team for Sammy. Been incredibly consistent, but my goodness, some amazing Imagine those two teams going at each other. I'd like to see that. Roll the ball out, let them play. Let's go. (laughs) At the start of next season. No. Um, yeah, no, all, you know, just winners. And as you say, there's been so many good stories and quality players around the league. There's, yep. you know, um, but I, I can't fault that, those two teams at all. There's not a player in there I don't think deserves to be there. And uh, just on Jade Melbourne in the all-second team, wonderful news last week with her re-signing at Canberra for the next no. two seasons. Well, that's disappointing. I, I was hoping she was going to come down to Melbourne. <laughs> Play with the boomers. Jade Melbourne at Melbourne. Jade Melbourne she's at Melbourne be, Boomers. She's changing your name to Jade Campra. Oh, well, oh, let's hope not. Good could, things are happening under Jade be, Melbourne. That could be an April Fool's yeah, yeah, social yeah. media content for no, the Caps. No, good on her. Lucky for the Caps. Um, oh, you know, fantastic. I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there wishing that they had young Jade Melbourne. She's To me, she's like Christy Wallace and that's so exciting to watch, you know. So, still so much to learn for both of them, but just – loving their journey Mm. along the way. Now on the WNBL show, it's time to catch up with this week's special guest. Well, it's International Women's Day on Wednesday this week. Timsy, of course, will be together doing an event for She Hoops. Make sure you register and join us. Absolutely. But wanted to chat to one of our long-time female coaches in the WNBL. She's the head coach of the Southside Flyers and she joins us from training right now. Welcome, Cheryl Chambers, and happy International Women's Day and Finals Week. Yeah, thank you. There's a lot on today. Very exciting. There's a lot on this week, that's for sure. But let's talk about International Women's Day for female coaches in the WNBL. This season, yourself, you've been a veteran of the coaching. Nat Hurst and Kristen Veal, um, first-time coaches in the WNBL this season. And then Shelley Corman made it four with the Sydney Flames. So it's been great representation to have the four of you. Yeah, it's fantastic and great to have, you know, especially Shelley after her stellar Opal's career and her career as basketball is great to have her in this year and 
and that really, you know, I, I, when I was first started coaching, there were just young kids on the block, so I'm showing my age. Says how many years is I should have done my homework, but clearly not the astute uh, journalist. But um, how many years you been coaching? I think it's around around sixteen. Well, so I think yeah. I had nine nine or so years of Boleyn and then also the, all the boomers. Uh, three years in Sydney, and this is my fourth year here. And mm. it's incredible because that is the age in total of your youngest child. Georgia and when oh, I started <laughs> when I started covering the WNBL you just had Georgia so it's it's incredible to think of it in those terms the other thing I love um, about you and the Flyers as we celebrate International Women's Day is you've got an all-female coaching panel at the Flyers with Karen Mitchell and Hannah Lowe joining you this year how important is it for you to be able to promote other women and Victorian women on your coaching panel I think it's really important I mean we as, as females probably a little bit different now but I think sometimes we're intimidated by bringing other females in because you think that they're going to take a spot where you know I think we should be embracing them and bringing as many female coaches on as we can and giving them opportunities. Is that something that was a conscious decision by you that you really wanted to um, you know help with the women's movement along a bit in regards to coaching? Oh look I've had male assistants before so it's certainly not me against having males or no. any, anything like that but, but definitely you know they're too young coaches in Victoria have been doing great things for the under 20 state team so it seemed a great opportunity to bring some women in and give them some development and they've probably got a little bit more than they expected with Snelly I mean she was um, here until up a week before the season so the, both of them have stepped up and did a fantastic job. We look around the league and Shelley obviously promoted from assistant coach to head coach at Sydney this year. Christy Harrower which we're talking about off air, Timsy, amazing to have her yeah, in fantastic. the league as an assistant coach and then yeah you talk about all these Olympians obviously Shelley, Christy, um, Nat Burton at Perth and then we've seen Docky at Bendigo um, and Zoe Carr as well. I hope Sorry. I haven't missed out and you mentioned Snelly. And Snelly, obviously, oh, no, she's before not head that. So, me, you're right. Yeah. But there's some great representation, which which is wonderful to see when we do see the benches, you know, whether you're at a game or, or on the broadcast. It's great to see those familiar and successful faces. Yeah, it is. And I think there there is something different about having played. I think you look at the game a little bit different. I'm not saying you have to play, but it really is that experience and that ability to understand what the players are going through and, and all the different tweaks. It's much easier if you've played, so it's wonderful that we're getting all those those ex-players involved. It is finals week. Semi-final series start this week, tipping off Wednesday night. At the very venue you're at now, the State Basketball Centre, the second on the ladder, Southside Flyers with home court advantage against the third-placed Melbourne Boomers. It's going to be a bumper semi-final series, the two teams. Timsey, Shez, you've beaten the Boomers, you've swept them 3-0 during the regular season, but it's a new season now in this semi-final series. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, finals are always a lot different than during the year, so it starts an even slate. And, you know, we're really excited not only just to be in the finals, but to have one against the Crosstown rivals. I think it's really exciting and I think the stadium will be filled and, you know, the vibe around Victorian basketball will be great. Timsey, what are you expecting in this oh, semi-final look, series? Oh, look, I'm just sitting here a little um, neutral at the moment because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be going to all the games and I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm hoping it's going to go to three games. And, um, you know, I-, I was speaking to some basketball friends yesterday and we just can't pick it right now. I know Cheryl doesn't want to hear that, but um, who's going to win that, you know, best of three series is, is a tough one to pick and, um, you know, a 
prior to last week's game against Townsville, I thought, oh, you know, maybe Southside will get this. And then after watching him play against Southside, you know, I mean, at Townsville, sorry, Cheryl, I thought, oh, maybe Melbourne Boomers, you know, can get it done. And then a few weeks before that, I thought, oh, Melbourne Boomers are going to win the championship. But the way the, the way things have unfolded the last four weeks, five weeks in particular, I reckon we're just in for an absolute fantastic final series in both the semi-final semi-finals plus the grand final. So for me, I I honestly not just because Cheryl's here, I just can't I can't pick this one. But I I can say I think it'll go to three. Well, that's what we hope uh, as spectators. Shares will be hoping it's two. <laughs> Cheryl, before we let you go, because you are very busy, it's, you know, yeah. 48 hours out from game day, I want to ask you about Kayla Thornton because the Flyers in their four seasons haven't always had an import, but when you get an import, you pick a goodie. We oh, know you did you. in your first season with Mercedes Russell, who was an absolute hit. Kayla Thornton's been fantastic. She was runner-up in uh, the Susie Batkovic medal and made the all-first-team um, as well. Tell us a bit about how great Kayla's been on and off the floor. Oh, look, you can see it in the way she plays. She's just a personality and she really wants to win. And the good thing about her is she values defence so much. So she helps our team and, you know, over the last five or six weeks, I I think she's really helped driven the defence of our team and making sure that we're up and at it and and playing hard. You know, she's, she's happy to score, but she's certainly happy to distribute the ball as well. So... Um, and as you could probably get, she's a bit of a card around and she, she gives us a fair few laughs around the team, which is great. Yeah, she's been absolutely fantastic. And I just love the fact that, you know, sometimes you get imports who come over and they expect to um, play you know, almost 40 minutes. And if they're first subbed off, they'd go, you know, they wouldn't be impressed. But I just love that you've thrown everything at her. Like, you know, some minutes here, sometimes she sat, you know, nearly more than half a quarter or whatever. And she just, you know, has been such a great team person. And I thought that when Jacko was there, Jacko's leadership really shone through, like the value to that team and everybody accepting their roles. And now Jackson's gone. I, re- I mean, I don't know because I'm not in the inner sanctum, but it seems like she's really stepped up with leadership duties and keeping everybody accountable and on track. Yes, she has. She's an, she's an absolute pro. Yeah. I mean, what you see is what you get. She, she wants to win and she doesn't. it doesn't matter what her role is in amongst that as long as we, yeah. we get the wins. If it means that she plays a defensive role or if we go to a different player, she doesn't mind. She's, yeah. she's just happy to play ball, which is, as you say, it's, it's quite refreshing and, and really nice to work with. And I love a muscle flex. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, at the end. And, and the stare there, yeah. <laughs> this like cracks me up. <laughs> if I'm the opposition, I'm thinking I hate it. But from a spectator's point of view, loved it. Yeah, she's brought yeah. so much to the league. Cheryl, it's been an incredible coaching journey today in the WNBL. You took Bourlene Boomers to their first ever grand final. You won a championship with Sydney and you now take the Flyers to a third final series in four seasons at the helm. We wish you all the best in the upcoming semifinals and perhaps a grand final series too. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, girls. Have a good day. It is finals time, Timsy. Let's get into a preview Mm -hmm. to finish the show. It's been great to have you here. We've got through so much, but let's get to the real stuff. let's get to it. Uh, We'll start with uh, the semifinal series between the Southside Flyers Mm -hmm. and Melbourne Boomers, 2v3 um, arch rivals. They play for your cup during the season, which Southside swept 3-0 Game one at the State Basketball Centre Wednesday night. We spoke to Cheryl Chambers about it. For me, I'm so intrigued because Southside swept them 
three zip in the home and away season. And I think surely that can't continue in a in a semi-final series. But mm. do they have the edge over them mentally or did the boomers win when it matters? No, I think that the um all the players are professional enough to know that it's a it's right now, past results don't count. And you go, it doesn't matter, you know, that they've swept them in three. I'm sure both teams aren't even thinking about that right now. But um look for me, I'm I'm I just my I'm salivating at thinking of watching you know, you got Rochi and Conti versus, you know, Christy. Well, that that whole thing is key, critical for me, um, how Christy handles the two dynamic duo guards coming out of the, the whole 40 minutes of the game. So I'm really keen to see that um, and see how Christy can involve herself in the, in the offense as well at the same time. Um, you know, Boomer's got to crash those O-glass, that O-glass and – and push the ball. I think they look great when Tiff's out and running and it'll be real. I'm really, I can't pick it to be honest. You know, um, I think we're in for three. I hope we're in for three and, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I wish I could be more, you know, you've got, I, I wish I could tell you more about, about both teams, you know, but I just know that it's going to be a dog fight and I imagine it'll be a low scoring grind. Yeah, grind. And, which yep. we do see in finals yep. Yep. a lot. So Sarah Blitzarves, 41 points mm. last time they met. So we talk about weapons. You know, you mentioned some of the boomers. You've got Sarah Blitzarves. LJ, obviously not part of that yep. rotation anymore. Abby Bishops, you know, step back into mm. that starting lineup. Mm. And then Carly Ernst, she won a championship with the boomers last season. She packs an almighty punch off the bench. Yeah, they're deep. They're, they're definitely um, deep and playing well as a group and all accepting their roles. So, and they're well coached as well as both teams are. So, yeah. but um, I'm really intrigued to see who can, from my point of view, who can keep their man in front of them because it, it hasn't been a, uh, um, it's it's been a battle at times of, of teams being able to keep their man in front of them and stop them from getting into the paint, which Tiff and Christy Wallace do so well at any time they like. So, and then on the other end, you've got, you know, Southside who can get it and run, run the ball down your throat. So, so another person who's had a terrific season as we wrap up our preview of Flyers Boomers is Mia Murray. She's been, mm. you could say she's the recruit of the year and it was announced on Sunday in the final round that she will be retiring at the end of the season. Um, we'll we'll save the retirement um, and career celebration, hopefully for a few more weeks. But she, we know she's had an incredible career, but she's been an incredible pickup for Melbourne, well, and she's got she plenty is. more to offer and yep. to give in this um, yeah, in abso- these finals. Absolutely, she's um, until she got injured. I thought she was in the run for most improved because she she was just having an amazing season and she was a bit of the glue that fixed a lot of spots Mm -hmm. for the boomers. She could play anywhere from the two to the five and just help out wherever it was needed. And now the last few games she started to come back in. Yesterday she had a really, you know, a a good solid game and every time she, you know, shot a three or did something, the crowd went nuts. So it was a lot of love Mm -hmm. for Mia and and everyone respects the importance she is to, um, to, to the boomers um, final outcome, yeah. I, I'd say. 300 plus games. We know, mm. you know, she's a Rachel Spawn medalist mm. as well in Townsville's um, championship, first championship, I think. So we look forward to plenty more from Mia over the next few weeks as yep. we move on to our second semi final series. It is Townsville Fire and Perth Lynx. Two incredible stories when you think that Townsville um, have finished the season with a club Crazy. record best. 
um, home and away season, but on a 12-game winning streak. What was they Danny Nong? Remember when Danny Nong went on that? I actually wanted to ask you about lost, that. I reckon it was Boomers 10. lost to Danny Nong and they went on this massive. Yeah, so they went into, so this was 2011-12, yeah. um, an incredible grand final yeah. between Danny Nong and the Boomers yeah. um, at the State Basketball yeah. Centre. Yeah. Danny Nong went in all sorts over yeah. the Christmas break. Just and came, before the break, then came, came back and went on this crazy and run. I think won 10 in a row yeah, on the right. way to the championships. <laughs> So, yeah, sad, sad <laughs> memories. But um, yeah. uh, that was incredible. And, you but know, this is unbelievable this what is unbelievable. Townsville is doing. And they are rolling with such confidence, you know, that as I mentioned before, they're together, um, they're, they're, they're working as one, you know, um, and teams just don't look like they've got an answer to slow them down. But then you've got Perth who's coming in. And you know what, let's face it, Townsville like to um, – you know, they like to use the ball. They like to get you through sets. They like to get to the end of that on ball and pick you apart because Steph Reed's so fantastic at that. And then you got quite the opposite in in Perth, who love to run and gun. So it's really two for me. It's different different styles of games going to be played against each other. I'm really looking forward to seeing what game plans each coach comes up with to combat. Just taking you back to um, that Dandenong Championship season, mm-hmm. you know, um, I will always remember the impact off the bench that Tegan Cunningham had mm. in that run. For me, a completely different situation, but Courtney Woods, my goodness, has oh, she yeah. stepped up in the absence yeah. of Nicholson and Reed? sometimes Nicholson, sometimes Reed. Um, she's been starting. Yeah, she's been great. She's yep. averaging unbelievable points yep. for her yep. minutes. And looks at home out there. Yeah. She's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, on Nicholson, hasn't played the last few games. It's still a wait and see, but pretty remarkable. They've won 12 in a row with a, Nicholson missing in a lot of those games. Yeah, they've been phenomenal. And you can just, you know, you can just feel it. You can feel it at the games, watching it on TV, how tight, how, on TV, how tight this group is and how much self-belief they have. And then to consolidate it in that win against Sydney, that's got to, you know, on the buzzer when everyone else thought it was over to come up with another win. I mean, that just, you know, it's steamroll. I mean, it's, you know, collectively steamballs into is it steamballs? No, it you know snowball snowballs. Yeah. There it is, not a steamball. Yeah. Steam snowballs snowball. into into um, an unbelievable self belief that in the clutch situations we're okay. Well, we're we going to find a we way. We saw it two weeks prior when they beat Melbourne and really should have won that game in regular time. Like, mm. didn't win. You know, mm. didn't look like winning in the first overtime period, one in double overtime. So they've won in a variety of circumstances. But let's talk about Perth because I think they are one of the stories of the season. We know they made the grand final series last year with a star-studded yeah. team. They lose the two stud imports. They lose Darcy Garbin. They lose Chibatoni, who was so important to that rotation. Yeah. They go two and five to start the season and they take four spots. I know. It is. It's amazing. And as I said at the start, it was like, what are they doing? What is what Perth are really tightening the budget, you know, this, the purse strings this season. What are they throwing out here? But I have been so pleasantly surprised. And as we mentioned earlier that Robbie Ryan looked like a bust at the start, but boy, she's she's critical for them now, in my my opinion, you know. She needs to have the same impact that she's had the last four to six games in this Townsville thing, if they're going to be a chance of beating, um, I think, if they're going to be a chance of beating Townsville. Wow. That, that is an incredible statement given where she came from. Yeah, we spoke about absolutely. it earlier. Um, what about Bibby? What Bibby, about and, Bibby Atwell and Atwell. And some, yeah. So Bibby returns after playing at Dandenong prior to college, yeah. has an unbelievable season. Yeah. Atwell, a sharpshooter. Mm. But it is her first WNBL, you know, first pro season yeah. after college. Yeah. 
Two wonderful recruits. Yeah, no, Bibby's, um, she really surprised me. And what I liked about Bibby is that she had a she had a real run of great games. Like, she was like, wow, we all set up. She made the Opal squad. Then I think she got a little bit injured or went a little bit quiet and she's just come back, you know, and she's finishing the season as solid as she started. So, and then Atwell, she, she keeps surprising me every game. I see new things about her that I didn't realise, well, she's, she's legit, you know. So, I mean, when you sit back and think of the big picture, it's really exciting for the Opals. I mean, I know we're talking finals here, but it's unbelievably exciting for the the future talent of this Opals, the Opals that are coming through, that have shone through this WNBL season is uh, is fantastic. But um, I'm not sure whether that Townsville versus Perth game will go to three. I kind of feel it'll go to two. In Townsville's advantage? Yeah. I think the home court advantage for Townsville is huge. They're expecting almost 4,000, a crowd of 4,000 there on Thursday night and they've betted their crowd every Mm. week. Mm. So we know from when they won championships a few years ago and when Bendigo did, when you're a regional town and you've got that community support, it's huge. The cowbells, we talk about six women, that's their crowd. So I think it's the – it's. It's the biggest home crowd advantage yeah. in the WNBL. Yeah, yeah. But Perth's it'll be interesting to see how many Perth get to their to their final series, whether they'll actually have a a big home court advantage as well. Yeah, like so, Townsville will have game two Sunday afternoon yeah. in Perth. So a yeah. great way to to spend your Sunday, get out and watch oh, the links. Be fantastic. Um, and of course, catch all the action on ESPN. Yeah, um, nine now. Um, Petrick has done a fantastic yeah. job too. Like, you know, you, we talk about Shannon, but what he's done with his team has been phenomenal as well with not um, huge recruiting names and like you just mentioned, um, how they've come together. And, yeah, I thought he had a really, you know, good season as well. Well, I'm Bit looking of a forward. fan of his too. Uh, me too. I'm yeah. looking forward to um, the coaching battle between yeah. Shannon Seabom and Ryan Petrick, yeah. um, two really um, wonderful Great young, young coaches, Australian yeah. coaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, Timsy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. Um, can't wait for the finals. No, nah, can't wait. Oh, we're just going to be so spoiled. Can't wait for games one and uh, game one of both series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, game two on the weekend, and game three if required next week. We'll be we'll be back to wrap it all up and look ahead to the best of three grand final. 